The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, season guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Law and Andy Lindis. I'm sure Andy is somewhere coaching hockey or something like that. Luke Panic is back with us. He, among other things, will be answering your, your home improvement questions. But Luke specifically, unless you change your title, Luke, is uh, the deck and porch specialist, among other things. I think you wear a lot of hats, don't I, you? I do. All kinds of hats. Yeah. And you built your own home. Yep. I wanted to ask you, I don't know if I've ever asked you this. And by the way, if you have any kind of a home improvement question, whether it be related to decks or porches or, you know, call us or text us. Uh, the phone, uh, we've cleared the lines from the Garden Show. 651-989-9226 uh, is the number, or uh, send Luke a text, 81807. Um, go back to those days when you were, now, when did you finish that house of yours? About two years ago. About two years What was the toughest part of that whole deal, besides all the labor? But, I mean, was there one thing that would, that had you stumped for a while? The the most difficult of mine was the timing because I started to build it at the oh. end of November. So we excavated and, and, and started at the end of November. So it was dealing with the snow while you're building and the framing and all that stuff made it a challenge. Which you see, there's homes out there now going up that That's happen. True. You see construction going on and, and, and it just adds a lot of work to it. Uh, but other than that, the whole project as a whole seems overwhelming but really it's just a bunch of little tiny steps and so day at a time try to think about each little step it's really not that big of a deal now were you um you you were family i mean your your father was was in the business too right yep my grandfather and my father both uh they built uh my grandfather had commercial uh was a commercial contractor for years built schools and hospitals all over and then uh when my dad was um, of working age, then they started building homes together, mostly in the DeBrighton area. And uh, for many, many years, Panic and Sons construction, they built all kinds of, of homes. And so I grew up as a as a kid, five, six years old, I'd spend days on job sites, just you start with a broom and, and uh, I would take naps in the job trailers and on the job trailer, uh, on the job, tra- in the trailer, if it'd be OJT, nap time. Yeah. And, I mean, I can remember that. Uh, you know, all the way back. So I went to college uh, down in St. Peter, Minnesota, Gus Davis. Oh, uh, yeah. Harvard of Minnesota. The Har- I I would, I yes, I would say. Uh, so that I would never have to work in construction you know, for the rest <laughs> of my life. You know, that's how I get, I'm going to get educated so I don't have to be part of this program. Because you, you can't like it if that's what you grew up in, right? Yeah, right. So and it's funny how, how the world works. It, but, it uh, changed. So uh, I, I truly enjoy it now. That's good. That's that's great, and you've been with Lindis for quite a few years. About now, ten right? years, yeah, almost okay. ten years. Um, it'll be ten years here, and another. It's about nine years. I guess. Well, you've seen some changes in uh, not only what what uh, the customers are, are requesting as far as deck or decking materials, but just the whole in the deck industry itself has uh, has changed. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. what what is the biggest change besides the the low? I guess the low maintenance part of it is the main thing. 
Yeah, it, 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 it used to be how when we when we first started or I started, it was, uh, you know, the technology was, boy, let's put in some metal balusters into the rail system so you don't have to worry about balusters. That was a big maintenance-free change. Oh, yeah. You know, there was never a, it was always cedar or maybe treated wood if you wanted to save a little bit of money on the, on the deck. But the composites were also experimental to begin with. They didn't look great, and they, they changed, and, and there was problems. And, you know, so it evolved. Um, but certainly the, the, the way that it's, everything is driven by, by maintenance and care. And it just as we move on, we want to do less and less maintenance on our homes on any part of it. Sure. Uh, and any part of it, uh, probably because we're all just busier. Busy guess, households. Right? Everybody's yeah. working. Everything's busy. You know, you know, soccer and hockey and football are busier than they were 30, 40 years ago. Everything's busier. I don't know if it's good or bad, but that's the reality. So, it's true. And moving faster. Moving faster. And so we just want it. The more we can build things that we don't have to work on it at home seems to drive everything. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. If you have, a, well, it could be a deck or a porch question, or it could be any kind of home improvement question for Luke Panic. Call it in or text it in. Text number, by the way, is eight one eight zero seven. Let's go to the phones. Ray, I believe, is calling from uh, Champlin. Uh, Ray, you're on with Luke. Okay. Yeah, I know this is about deck, but uh, my grandson has a uh, double wide mobile home, and we put an S new asphalt roof on it a couple years ago, and he had. And uh, they put ice and water all the way up, all the way on the the roof. And this winter, he had uh, leakage to the ceiling, and um, and uh, he raked all the. There wasn't any ice dams, and uh, I think it's it's condensation, and uh, rather than the roof leaking. But is that proper to put the ice ice and water all the way to the whole, over the whole roof, or could that be the problem that it isn't? Uh, it, 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 you know, breathing enough or something like that now? You know, roofs generally don't breathe well anyway. The actual materials, because they're waterproof, don't really permeate real well. So it isn't a breathing thing. I, I think you're right, Ray, when you th- when you think it's condensation. Um, we see more of that than anything. And the, and the only real way to know is once the snow's off the house or once it's, once it's dried up and it's warmed up, you, you get your garden hose out mm. and water that roof water it where you where it was leaking in the winter and if it doesn't leak in the summertime when it rains or your your manufactured rain with the garden hose then it certainly isn't a leaky roof and and that's how we quickly identify this is specifically an ice dam or a condensation problem is the first question is does your roof leak in the summertime when it rains interesting and if it doesn't leak when the summertime when it rains then this is not a roof failure because it would leak every time it rained and that's how you can isolate that ray all right there's the project for uh, a little warmer weather. Yeah. Good luck with that. 651-989-9226. A friend of mine, Luke, called me oh, it was just a few days ago. said, I, I got to call Linda's Construction. I said, what, what, what are you looking for? He said, uh, I want to get a deck installed, build a new deck. And I said, well, you're not looking for it like in next month, are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll, yeah. It'll be a while. What, what folks... Well, they probably have already called you, uh, you at Lindis, and uh, have the plans are in in, in order, right? Because you could still could you still get a deck built by fall? Yes, you could. Yeah, All absolutely. Right. Yeah, um, typically we'll, we'll fill our our buildable schedule through fall. You know, probably by uh, by the end of April. 
is typically tip, real typical. If, if you're calling us within April, we can usually finish it up. Okay. And, and, and you still get some use out of it this year. Um, and that depends. It, every year is a little bit different. But this year is busier than, than most that we've seen. So it's it seems to get busier every year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we can still get we can still get Dexter. Oh, that's good. This year. You'll be happy to hear that. 651-989-9226 is the number. Sue is calling from Oak Grove, I believe. Sue, you're on with Luke. Hi, Luke. Thank Hi. you. I have a question. We have an older home that has literally no insulation in the attic. And we had two companies out to tell us what it would cost to insulate it and put in the proper venting, etc. $2,500 apart. One of them told us we had black mold and sap seeking up, uh, seeping out of the wood because it gets so hot. The other company told us we didn't need any venting and we just needed the insulation to trap the cold air to keep it from condensating and doing everything else. We are so confused. What should <laughs> yeah. we do? Well, um well, the first thing I'd tell you to do is is to call Linus and have someone have someone from our company look at yeah. it. And and the reason that I would is that we we also see this when we go into homes. We see quite a variety. People have been told a lot of different things out there, and there's a huge common um, misconception that I just need to add insulation. And in the last ten fifteen years, there's been a lot of companies out there just adding insulation and and actually making attics worse because yeah. they warm up. They warm up. Uh, they they reduce some heat loss, but there's still so much. The air sealing wasn't done properly, so a lot of humidity is getting into the attic. And now the roof surface is colder, so now we get more of that condensation forming Gee. and thawing that Ray was calling about from Champlin earlier because they just added some insulation. So really the most the step one is, is to really identify the air leaks that are getting into the attic and make sure the air sealing is done properly. That's number one. And then you build a thermal barrier with insulation, and then you make sure that whatever still does escape into the attic can get vented out properly. Ventilation. And yeah. Ventilation. But those are the order that I attack these problems, and, and every attic is a little bit different. Okay, so I can't tell you, Sue, the right way to insulate your attic or to attack your attic without actually seeing it. But I, we'd be happy to come out there and tell you the correct way to do it for sure. And by the way, I'm glad you brought that up, Luke, because Sue and listeners, uh, when Linda's comes out, and they've done a great job at my house over the years that doing that very thing. The estimate's free. They'll come out and look and say, yep. here's what we think, and they know their stuff. Yep. So 1-800-LEAF-GUARD. We'll tell you what we think uh, and give you our opinion yeah. and analyzation. Uh, whether you like it or not, we'll be truthful with you. And whether you buy anything from us or not, that's up to you. But you will get the right answer from us. Yeah, absolutely. 1-800-LEAF-CARD. All right, I'll tell you what, Jim, uh, in Annandale, hang on. We're going to get your uh, question answered in just a moment. There's a line open if you want to fill it with your home improvement type of question. 651-989-9226. Luke Panic is in for Andy Lindis today. Or send, uh, send us a text, 81807. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every week by our friends at Lindus Construction. I guess Luke Panic. I haven't spelled it yet. L-I-N-D-U-S. And uh, 1-800-LEAFGUARD is always the easiest number to remember if you want to get in touch with those folks. Uh, we have uh, a line open if you have any kind of a home improvement question for uh, Luke. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. 
Uh, we promised Jim in Annandale that he'd be uh, first up here. Jim, you're on with Luke. Jim, hi, Luke. Hi. Hey, I have a question. We have a, a two-story home, and the area under our cedar deck, the cement corner, the blocks are eroding, like crumbling in that corner. What, What, what is that from, and how do we repair it? Well, how when you say eroding, would you say it's just kind of surface um, spot? We call it spalling, but it, it's just kind of flaking off, just the surface, or is it? How deep does the erosion go on the block? Well, I'd say it goes in a. It's mainly surface, but if you hit it with your hand or a hammer, it goes in an inch or so. Okay, and how old is the foundation? Oh, about thirteen years old. Really? Okay. Well, that's pretty new to have that big of a problem with it. Spalling is is caused by a couple of different things. Um, there's a process of, of uh, called efflorescence, where the lime salts from the mortar in your concrete, as your as your basement is breathing, um, concrete's like a sponge, so moisture can move through it. As that's happening, it pushes the lime salts out, causes that to spall and flake off uh, through no no erosion from the outside at all. It, it also can be caused from water that's coming down from the outside of your home. So um, you, can ta- you can take a look at your gutters uh, to see that you're not getting water erosion from the drainage off your roof. Uh, to repair it, uh, basically what you want to do is you want to get all that loose, you know, with a wire brush, get all the loose stuff off, you can, and then you can use uh, a sealer, uh, foundation sealers. Uh, to uh, to help with that, you can also put um, you know different. And when I say sealer, I mean basically it's like a liquid paint that you would buy uh, to coat the foundation to protect it. The other thing you could do is put down a, a wrap. Basically, we make a we don't make it. We use a product called Groundbreaker that covers up foundations. It's like a, a fiberglass material that's designed to bridge the gap between the bottom of your siding and the top of the soil. Uh, to protect your foundation so water doesn't uh, pound against it or erode it. Uh, and also looks, you know, people lo- do it to, to make the foundations look nice too, just to cover. So that's a couple of things you can do um, to protect it. Uh, some of this foundation stuff just happens from, like I said, just from natural efflorescence as the block years, but um, in 13 years, it uh, seems like it's happening a little quick. Yeah, I should say. Yeah. All right, Jim, thank, thanks for the call. 651-989-9226 is our number, or send a text. We'll grab some of those when we come back to 81807. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Home Improvement Show, brought to us by our friends at Lindis Construction. One of our friends is with us, Luke Panic, who, among other things, will be fielding your uh, your general you know home improvement questions. But if you want specifically about uh, decks or porches, he's the guy you want to chat with. 651-989-9226. A line is open. Or send a text. We'll grab those, too, in a moment at 81807. Luke, folks have been waiting on the, uh, on the phone. Let's see. Mike is on a cell phone, I believe. Uh, Mike, you're on with Luke. Yeah, good morning. Hi, Danny. Hi, Luke. Uh, big fan of the show. Thank you. Hey, Thanks. Qu- you're more than welcome. Say, uh, question for you. I'm doing some work in a condominium in Minneapolis. It's a post-tension building, and I'm going to be hanging a... Uh, Island range hood. Any suggestions to anchor that range hood to the ceiling of the post-tension building? 
Well, I can't say that I have great advice because I'd have to understand how that ceiling is framed. Um, is there is is the ceiling already sheetrocked and everything? Are you you completely blind here? Nope, I can get right to the concrete, no problem. Uh, but my understanding is with a post tension building, they have uh, you know reinforcement running through the concrete, yep. and you can't anchor in too deep. So my thought was to PL two by four up there and screw into the two by four is the PL going to give me enough holding strength to hold a 50, 60 pound range hood. I would be worried about that. I would, I would use the glue and I would also use some, like some tapped con screws that maybe only go in like an inch, uh, you know, with some pilot holes, masonry pilot holes. And I, I put a ceiling in, uh, like this into a, a hockey rink once. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, and I, if you if you drill some pilot holes, and, and you know what I'm talking about. You ever see they're like a blue uh, Tapcon screw that has a hex head on it that it, it isn't significant. But you just if you could get into that concrete a half of an inch. There's also ways to do epoxy uh, some pilot holes with epoxy where you can put a carriage bolt into an epoxy hole. But I, I think the simplest way is to just drill a pilot hole, put a Tapcon screw in, and also glue it. The, the 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 screws may not come engaged once, but it'll hold that thing perfectly until that PL400 sets up. I think that's a good combination that should work great. All right, Mike, interesting. Thank you for the call. 651-989-9226. You can fill that line if you like. Gary is calling from Lakeville, I believe, with a question. Gary, you're on CCO. Good morning. Yeah, hi, Danny. Say, by the way, I used to hear you on uh, KRFO radio back in Owatonna. Oh, my ago. goodness. That was a long time ago. Yeah, my brother worked with you, Dave Dave Vogel. Of course. I, I, I'm sometime in touch with him. He's yep. uh, he's in another state now. but yep, uh, he's in Louisville. Quite, but, uh, quite the guy. How, it was fun hearing from you, Gary, but what, what can we do for you? Sure. My question is, I've got a house in Lakeville, and I've got a lake place down by Faribault, and I've got cedar decking on both of them. Uh, the deck got kind of destroyed down in Faribault. Uh, the flooring's still good, but I have to replace boards every year. But I have a nice deck up here in Lakeville on a house. Is it ever cost-effective? I have to replace or have it restained every three or four years. Uh, they're cedar. And uh, does it ever cost-effective to, tre- to look at a synthetic or switching over to a synthetic? Or is it just something I'm just going to have to maintain by, by staining it every so often? Well, cost-effective is a relative term, I guess, and, and if you want to get rid of the maintenance, you certainly can uh, by by changing out those cedar boards with a synthetic board. Um, the cost varies a lot, whether you're doing it yourself, whether you're going to hire someone, and what degree, you, you know, what caliber of synthetic board you want to buy. Uh, but you, they keep making cedar, so you can keep replacing boards and keep staining uh, like Denny's done for years. <laughs> it's true. Right? And may again this <laughs> and summer. may again. <laughs> Uh, so the answer is yes to all of that. You you can do both. All right. It was great to hear from you, Gary. Say, say hello to your brother, David. And I remember well your father as well. Now, Owatonna was a fun town to work in. Was it? It's a great city. It still is, as a matter of fact. Yeah, okay. that was fun. All right, let's see who's next. Merle is calling from Lakeville, I believe. Uh, Merle, good morning. Hello, hello. Oh. This is Al in oh. Lakeville. Al. Yes. Okay, Al. Sorry about that, Al. <laughs> it loses right. a little in translation. Sorry. <laughs> Good morning. Thanks for my call. Sure. No um, I've got I've got an enclosed crawl space, and it's under my kitchen and dining room, and it's never been insulated. 
and it's getting colder as I get older, it seems like. Um, what is the best way to insulate that with foam or fiberglass? No question, foam. Um, two things that I look in a crawl space that we want to see for sure is that is there a cement floor in this crawl space or is it dirt? It's a dirt floor. Is it covered? Yes. With plastic? With plastic. Okay, good. So what we would want to do is with that plastic, make sure that that's good, good shape, and you'd seal that to the wall, the foundation wall, all the way around, and then we'd spray foam on the on the uh, on the walls, about an inch and a half of foam on the walls, and then the rim uh, would be the best way to to treat that. All right, very good. Thanks, Al. Appreciate the uh, the call. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Luke, we got a couple of texts earlier uh, this morning about um, insulation. We were talking about insulation, and both the texters wanted to know, uh, does Lindus get, or can, does the contractor like Lindus uh, get uh, rebates? Can the customer end up getting rebates with the work that the Lindus does for, for attic insulation, let's say? Absolutely. Uh, oh, okay. And the partners that we work with, we're able to, to uh, complete all the paperwork necessary for the whatever utility company you're working with that, if they've got some deal going where if you add a certain amount of R value or whatever to your house or improve your windows or whatever whatever they've got going, we absolutely can help them with that. Good. Very good. Let's go back to the phones. Mike is calling from Wabasha, I believe, with a question. Mike, you're on CCO. Thank you. Yeah. See, I've got an older shop uh, with cinder block walls from the 40s. I'm losing a lot of heat. My electric and gas bill is through the roof. I'm wondering what's the cheapest way, the most effective way to insulate that cinder block, either from the inside or the outside, uh, like foam board with some PL400 or, or adhesive, or I don't, I'm not sure what to do. Well, are your walls fairly accessible on the inside? I mean, are they? Yes, yes they are. So... Probably the least expensive way is to put, if you're going to do it yourself, is to buy a two-inch foil face foam. Um, so it's off a brand name of that is called Thermax. You can see it if you're in a in a building supply store. It's got aluminum foil on both sides, and you can go around um, and you can glue those to a foundation wall, and then you can tape the seams with a foil tape, and it has an extremely high R value. Uh, and will insulate that that block wall very very well. You just and you can cut it with normal tools, and it'll glue to the uh, glue to the foundation fantastically. All right, very good. Thank you, Mike. Uh, let's go to Lakeville. Marlis is there, I believe, uh, with a question for Luke. Marlis, good morning. Yes, good morning. Good morning. I have a twenty-two year old deck made out of Trex. Mm-hmm. It needs finish refinishing terribly. Even has some. Up near the foundation, some mossy junk growing, and it's really hard to clean, and it's yucky. So I'm wondering, what is our best way to prep it and then treat it, and or can it be? I mean, is how do you take how do you refinish that or rejuvenate or it? Or do you? It's yeah, it's not meant to be refinished. It it can be. I have seen people, I, mean, I, I countless jobs I've gone out to an old Trex deck that people have bought some coating they saw online or something advertised to, to treat their composite deck, but inevitably people are disappointed that that starts peeling off a year later. You really, if it's my deck, I would just pressure wash it, get it clean, clean it with the cleaners and try to get rid of the bleach or the, the stains with bleach. 
uh, but I would not put a coating on it because it's that coating is just going to create you'll for sure be replacing it a year from now if you put a coating on it because it'll drive you nuts. It's all going to come off. It's not meant to hold a coating. Uh, I have not yet met someone who has done this successfully. So I would I would either replace it or just, just clean it, but live with the color that it is. Just keep cleaning it. Until you just don't like it anymore. Until you don't like it anymore. It's not going to decay or... Oh, know, okay. It, 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 it seems to not decay and fall apart or crumble. It's the, structurally, it stays strong, but it just it doesn't take a coating well. Does the manufacturer recommend any kind of a, a, material, a chemical to uh, treat it at all, to clean it? Yeah, they, all the manufacturers have cleaning recommendations because um, all of these synthetic decks get dirty, yeah. you know, and, and they handle the dirt differently, but they all have suggested uh, suggestions on their websites for how to clean them and what to use. Okay, very good. Good luck, Marlis. Thank you. For the for the call and Marlis leaves that line open at six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Texter says this, and by the way, thank you, Texter, for the nice comments. Uh, a follow up, Texter says, from your garden show about deck privacy. What are some options Lindis would recommend for privacy? They have a twelve by twelve cement slab. Hmm. It's pretty common that there's a side of a deck that someone has a stretch of privacy fence. That's mm. part of the deck or just outside the deck if it's a lower deck. Um, and we integrate uh, privacy fencing into decks regularly um, where homes are closer together or maybe you, you just just that little bit of separation makes it comfortable. Not that you got a terrible neighbor, but it, it just good fences make good neighbors <laughs> sometimes. Um, but a lot of times we'll integrate wood fencing uh, or maybe a five or six foot tall shadow box or a lattice top privacy panel. Um, we can also do them in vinyl, uh, using vinyl lattice with a color. You can buy vinyl lattice in different colors or shades that has a lot less maintenance, of course, than mm-hmm. a cedar one. Um, we can also do curtains. Um, it's common to see a, a pergola uh, with a curtain in it so that you can draw that across if your deck faces south or west when the sun gets at oh, low, yeah. low elevation. The umbrella doesn't seem to help you anymore because the oh, sun's coming in too low and you want to be out there. So a curtain, outside curtains are, are good too. And those are easily removed for the winter time and put back out. Um, you can get, of course, quite a variety of fabrics and colors. So just a little little Google search and you'll see all kinds of pictures on that. Good options there. Yeah. That's great. Hang on, Luke. We'll uh, take a quick break here. We'll uh, be back with more. Uh, 651-989-9226. Any kind of a home improvement question you may have, especially today if uh, you have a question about decks, decking, uh, or porches for that matter, uh, or send a text 81807. Back in a flash here with more home improvement on News Talk 830 WCCO. And welcome back to our home improvement show presented by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Uh, you want to get in touch with those good folks, 1-800-LEAFGUARD is the easiest number to remember. One of our friends, Luke Panic, among other things, and he has many hats, as I said. He is their deck and port specialist at uh, Lindus, but again, knows his stuff. So if you have a question, call us or text us. Uh, let's get back to the text messages, uh, Luke. Uh, here's one. Uh, it's another insulation question. This happens to be a 100-year-old house. Question is, would you add the insulation in the attic or take it out and do foam? Mm. Uh, we did both at our house. Did you? Took everything out, foamed it, and put 
brand new insulation on top of the foam. It depends on the attic. It does, does it? If it's a if it's a complete attic where there's not living space in the attic, basically the old story and a half style. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then I would treat the ceiling with the foam, and then build the R value on top of the foam, or just spray five inches of foam if you if you can afford that. That's the best. If you have the little attics that are separated by a dwelling space up there, then I I I prefer to. Get the, get all the existing insulation out of there and spray the roof slopes, the roof deck, and then because now we're creating those 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 little attics up there don't function well as attics that are ventable. They don't want to vent very well, and oh. they're difficult to insulate because there's not enough space. There's not big overhangs, so there's not enough space to get the R value that you need. So I like to insulate the slopes of those attic spaces from the inside. Oftentimes they're not accessible. So if we want to do a really good job, what we'll do is do an insulated metal roof. We put an insulation, two inches of foam over the entire roof surface, and then a metal roof. Hmm. And now we've got a a hundred year permanent solution. Wow, that's the best way to do it. But, but a lot of variables. You said not not all, on all attics that Lindis looks at are you know one 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 size fits all. No, it's a, it's not an easy. It takes a lot of years to figure out how to do these yeah. different attics properly. So to that texter, 1-800-LEAFGUARD, tell them you heard it on the show and uh, you want to get somebody out there to have a look at it. And they'll, they'll tell you exactly what you need and what you don't need, too, right? Yeah. Both. Uh, texter says this, we have a 1967-era ranch-style home where a three-season porch added on in approximately 1985. Question is, can it be converted to a four-season porch and or expanded relatively easily? Sure. Um, uh, four, the only difference between a four season and a three season is uh, the door that goes out to it. The door that, if it has an exterior grade door, it can remain a three season. If you, if you, t- if you, to be a four season, you got to be able to open that door up and leave it open. Mm, okay. And if that room is insulated and heated properly, then it's a four season room. So, and you don't need that entry door. But a lot of times it's uh, putting on uh, the, the only thing that's uh, unique to it is that we got to get the thing insulated to current code so that it's heatable and coolable. Um, and that could be what's challenging depending yeah. on how it's built now, but absolutely doable. All right, good. Back to the phones we go, Luke. Bev is calling from Spring Lake Park, I believe. Hi, Bev. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, they've been talking about putting insulation in older homes, and I have a 1958 stucco home, and I'm wondering, if you drill a hole in the stucco on the outside, mm-hmm. is that where you put the insulation, or do you drill it on the inside? Uh, either or. Uh, you can do it both. I, it depends on where you want to have the blemish when they're done. <laughs> there's going to be oh. a patch. There's going to be a patch in that hole when they're done. If you, if I, I presume you're talking about injecting... Um, cellulose right. into the walls. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And in the 1958, it could mean that you have lath and pl- you have lath and plaster. Right. Yeah. Uh, not my favorite way to insulate a home. Sometimes that's the only thing you can do. But be- because what wants to happen is they blow that cellulose in there. It's not a smooth wall chamber, so it's really difficult to get it filled in there well. But it's certainly better than nothing. In my opinion, I would rather have the hole on the inside that I can patch and sand and smooth out better than the outside. Because the outside stucco, filling stucco holes and blending those in is to me is much more difficult. Oh, but I bet it is. It just, I guess that depends. 
All right. Good luck. Good luck, Bev. Yes. Uh, text number, by the way, is 81807. Yes, we have some time left for uh, for some text messages as well. Uh, here is another one, Luke. I have a skylight, texture says, that is leaking. Is that something that Lindis would take a look at and advise? Yes. We do lots of skylights. Um, and my, my dad always said there's skylights that leak and there's skylights that are going to leak. Uh, but... No, the, the the biggest issue with skylights a lot of times is the flashing kits. When they're re-roofed, they don't replace the flashing kit on them. Um, and anytime you re-roof a house, it's actually a great time to just replace the skylight. Second thing we see a lot with skylights that may not be actually a leak is that it's just condensating and dripping back um, because it may not be insulated. The chaseway to that skylight may not be insulated well. A lot There's a lot of skylights out there with chaseways that are just have a little bit of fiberglass wrapped around them or even it's fallen off so that that chamber is really cold and creates a, a, a condensation point for, for your house. Because all the heat's going up, as we know, Denny, and th- that warm, moist air gets up there and hits that cold skylight <clears throat> and um, condensates. So a lot of times what appears to be a leak, again, might just be condensation. So without looking at it, I couldn't say, but um, we could certainly take a look at sure. it. 1-800-LEAVE-CAR. Yeah. Here's a, constru- a deck question for you. Have you, Texter said, meaning you, Use these new screw-in-the-ground post supports versus traditional cement footings for decks. They're talking about, what do you call that? A helical di- pier, yeah. Okay. Helical piers are phenomenal. They're, they're, they're probably the best footing you can put in the ground. Um, and, and, yes, we use them in certain cases. That's what we, we uh, some soils that aren't uh, conducive to a diamond pier or a, a regular concrete footing, we use helical piers. They're, they're very, very good. Uh, t- another texter says, "Are there any WCCO uh, WCCO offers right now on LeafGuard with Lindus? Should I should be aware of? Well, actually, this the Lindus has has the offer, and that's fifty uh, percent off labor. Yes, sir. Am I right on that? You're right on not that. only on the gutters, but on the GAF roofing and windows uh, too. Yes, fifty yep. percent off labor. Our so. season guard windows, our Infinity Marvin Infinities. Uh, oh, they're good windows. Yeah, and we've got." Um, the gutters and the asphalt roof. Yeah. Yeah. Lots so of deals. 50% 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Again, is the uh, easiest number to remember. See if we can grab another one. We have a little over a minute to go, Luke. Um, My daughter's purchased a 1955 ranch-style home that has previously been a rental property. There are several home improvement projects that need attention. Windows, roof, and gutter come to mind. Would they be able to get an estimate and have you suggest options? <laughs> kind of... What we right just up, got finished saying. Yeah, right up our right up our alley. Yeah, one eight hundred Leaf Guard. They'll come out again. It, it, you know, if you need an estimate or whatever it is, if you need windows, if you need insulation or some other kind of remodeling project, they will. Lindis will come out, and that first visit is free. Absolutely. Yeah, so you're not stuck with anything. Good family run business. Uh, again, one eight hundred Leaf Guard. Uh, quickly, I have a crumbling old green rectangle shaped patio block. What can you recommend to replace my patio? I'm on a tight budget. <laughs> New patio block. <laughs> the patio blocks tend to fail like that. Uh, you know, they don't hold up as well as like a real paver. It's sure. a different kind of concrete, but um, just replace them if you're on a budget. They're they're inexpensive. Deal. And again, Luke, thanks. Good to see you again, Luke. Good to see you. Hope to see you again soon. Luke Panic. And again, if you want to get in touch with Linda's Construction, the easiest number to remember is 1-800-LEAFGUARD or lindasconstruction.com.